1: Strong, I will say, long live SwiftCast. Your headphones blaring our podcast. Nothing is sweeter than SwiftCast.
2: Hey guys, welcome to episode 55. Hey guys. Hey. This is Ashley.
1: Haley And Steph. I just want to take time to mention how much I love the people I work with and how much they accept me as a Swifty. And how they actually engage me in being a Swifty. One of my managers knows I like Taylor Swift. So she was buying a card for one of her relatives. And she ended up getting a Taylor Swift card. And she showed it to me. And I was like, oh my god, I love that. And we started talking about it. And then I was closing last night. And I was closing with her again. And she mentioned how much her... Her cousin, I guess it was, loved the card because she was a big Taylor Swift fan and she had no idea. And so we were talking about this. So I love how like like the people I work with actually like to talk to me about Taylor and they don't put me down or anything because of it. So I just thought it was really cool and I wanted to share that with you guys.
0: That's awesome. Do
2: you know which card it was? Oh, I can't remember. She bought it like three weeks ago. (laughs) I know there were some graduation ones that were pretty cool that just came out.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a graduation one, but I can't—I don't remember which one. I'm going to go back and see if I can find it.
0: I have so much trouble finding the cards, even at Target.
2: Target is the hardest place to find them because they're just completely mixed in with all the others with like really no sign. Walmart sometimes has them like grouped together at least.
0: Yeah, I have trouble at Walmart too. I, I've had luck at Kmart, but they're not even grouped together like you just said.
2: It used to be a lot better. There used to always be a sign and, like, a big display, and now most stores either only have a few in a little display, or they're, like, all just mixed in.
0: Yeah, I always have to look for, at the top, it has her little signature.
2: Right, but then, yeah, like, you have to, like, dare at them to look for her handwriting. (laughs) But I don't, do either of you guys have the store Five Below in your town?
0: No. Oh, yeah, I do.
2: Because they actually just started carrying them.
0: Oh, good to know.
2: Yeah, so if anyone has that near where they live, go check it out.
0: Yeah, I've only had luck at, like, Kmart and a couple pharmacies, Walgreens, CVS. And then when I see them online, I just want to order all of
2: them. Yeah, sadly, eBay is one of the best places to get them. So now let's move right along to Keeping Up With Swift.
0: First, we have a quick reminder for an upcoming event this week. Taylor is nominated for four CMT Country Music Awards, and this is going to air on June 4th at 8 o'clock Eastern Time on the CMT channel. And voting is completed, but here are the categories she's up for, and be sure to tune in to see if she wins. Video of the Year for Red and Highway Don't Care. Female Video of the Year for Red. And Collaborative Video of the Year for Highway Don't Care. And unfortunately, Taylor will not be in attendance because she's in Asia for the final leg of the Red Tour. But still tune in to see if she wins and support her. In other news, Taylor was out and about in Rhode Island for Memorial Day weekend before she flew over to Asia. And some fans even got to meet her there. So that was good. I'm jealous. Yeah. Although I, I do hope she got a nice little break
2: I'm sure it was nice being out of New York and all the craziness for a few days.
0: Yeah, and I actually, I did see some pictures of people on the beach in front of her house. And it looked like it was a really nice day on Memorial Day. So hopefully nobody bothered her. Uh, The other piece of news for upcoming events, Taylor is going to be in MTV's documentary about Ed Sheeran. And it's called Nine Days and Nights with Ed Sheeran. And it airs on June 10th at 11 p.m. Eastern on MTV. And also speaking of Ed, he's been doing a lot of interviews just in promotion for his new album, which comes out on June 23rd. And he's been talking a lot about Taylor and he's had some really great quotes about her. In one, he says she's the perfect example of if you want to do something right, do it how she would do it. Uh, he also said she really helped him to break into the U.S. because she gave him her stamp of approval by taking him along on the Red Tour. And then he also said that she helped him decide which single to release as the first single off of his new album. So I thought that was cool.
1: That was definitely really interesting, which makes sense why he chose that one.
0: He said she heard every single song on the new album and she said you have to go with Sing because people are either going to love it or hate it. But no matter what, they're going to be talking about it which I thought was really interesting because I think that probably was her same approach toward releasing We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. Oh, yeah, that was the
2: first thing that came to my mind. But honestly, who could hate Sing? Like, what is there to hate about it? Why would anyone hate it?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess some people think it sounds more poppy. I don't... I
2: mean, it's definitely different than some of his other songs, Yeah.
0: Yes, I, maybe some people think it sounds too mainstream, like Justin Timberlake or something. But I I love it, and I definitely think the newer songs he's been teasing us with sound a lot like the first album.
2: Well, I'm super excited to watch the documentary. So after Taylor's little break um, from Memorial Day weekend, she went over to Asia to kick off the final leg of the Red Tour. So the first stop was Shanghai, China. And there was a press conference on May 30th before the show where Taylor talked a little bit about album five. And so they asked her, since the tour is ending, is she going to have time to work on the next album? And she said, this is my favorite question. This is, will be our last leg of the red tour. We're not going to announce another leg of the tour. But what that means is that I can throw myself into the next project. I've already been working very hard on it, and it's already my favorite thing that I've ever created. So the idea that after Asia, I get to go back and finish everything and get everything completely done and wrap it up for a new project, it's very exciting. It's exciting to be here and to know that this is the end of a musical era in my life that I'm proud of. It's also very exciting to move on to the next one.
1: Which is basically every Swiftie, too.
0: Yeah, it's such a bittersweet ending to have the Red Era be over, but I'm so excited to see what's in store.
2: The fact that she says she's finishing it up is that what makes me so excited.
1: I'm just
0: happy she
1: got so ahead of schedule before the Asia leg that she doesn't really have to do much when she gets back.
0: Yeah, I hope she gets a break. She's been so nonstop. I think she likes it that way, though. Yeah, I think so too. I just don't want her to burn out. I mean, this will be the fifth time doing it, so I guess she's not going to, but still.
2: So then she had the first show in Shanghai, China, which we'll recap a little bit later. And then she went on to Tokyo, Japan, which, oh my god, the most insane airport welcome I have ever seen anybody get.
1: That was super crazy. I loved how she just stopped and stared and took photos and was like, is like... Is this really Is this for, for
0: me?
2: me?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite part. Especially because people just love to talk smack about Taylor with her shocked and surprised faces or whatever, which I never understood. But this video clearly shows she's genuinely surprised. Even though she's an international superstar, she's still surprised that people come out and see her because she's just amazing like that.
1: And that many
2: people.
0: It was so cool. I would have loved to have been there
2: and then so she went to her hotel in tokyo where she had another great surprise on mtv and i think this was so cool of mtv so i don't know whether mtv in tokyo is always channel 13 or if they like made it special for her but she posted a video where mtv was channel 13 and they were playing all taylor videos and she was just completely freaking out and I just laughed. I, w- I watched that video three times just to hear her freak out because it was so cute.
0: She's like, what?
2: <laughs> Best welcome
0: ever. Yeah, and I loved how she showed the video for Back to December because it really, it's obviously people haven't seen it in forever. I actually watched it recently because that's what Swifties do. But other people <laughs> probably haven't seen it in a really long time. Uh, one other thing that happened this week, there was a video released, and it was an interview with Scott Braschetta on how he discovered Taylor. And if you haven't seen the video, you can go to www.inc.com Devin hyphen Regino, which is Devin is spelled D-E-V-I-N, and then his last name is R-O-G-E-R-I-N-O. And his article is called How Scott Braschetta Discovered Taylor Swift. And the interview is, it's only about three minutes, but it was really interesting and confusing to many Swifties because Scott talks about how Taylor sent him a package in the mail that was really professional and really well done. And he was impressed by it. And then Taylor came into his office and sang for him. And he told her he was going to start his own label on his own. And he said it would take him about a year to get to that place. And he told her, if you want to wait for me, then please do. And you'll be my first artist. And she called him back later. He explained he was really impressed because it was Taylor calling him, not some manager, not her parents. Um, But Taylor called and said, I'm in. And the reason why this was so confusing to us is because he didn't make any mention of the Bluebird. But we were talking earlier about this and we think maybe the Bluebird happened before she sent him the package and went to his office.
1: Yeah, that's that's what we, we're trying to think.
2: I mean, the Bluebird meeting or performance where he saw her definitely happened. There's no question about that.
0: No, the Bluebird has a huge photo of Taylor. It's widely known that that's where he discovered her. So that's why, to me, I think the only thing that makes sense is he saw her perform there, introduced himself. Right. And then she probably sent him this package that he's talking about after that. So we're betting that maybe this interview was just part of it. Maybe it was cut off or maybe the interview questions were taken out of context. But for anybody who's confused about it, like we are, that's our theory for right now.
1: But it definitely confused us as well.
0: Yeah, I actually I was like, am I crazy? Did this not? Did she ever <laughs> play the bluebird? Has it all been a lie? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love hearing him talk about Taylor. Whenever he talks about her, you can just see and hear how proud he is, and that's just awesome to me.
0: Yeah, and he he's clearly a genius. I feel like other people wouldn't take a chance on her. You know, in a way, it was like he was taking a chance on her, and she was taking a chance on him, and it worked out perfectly.
2: I'm sure those people who didn't are kicking themselves now.
0: Right. <laughs> oh, Yeah.
2: Alright, well, now I think we can move on to some mini segments.
1: We have a few of them this time. Our first one is from Taylor Is My Cure. Still haven't started homework today, but going to Taylor's apartment was worth my grades. Swifty problems.
0: That's cool. I wonder if she was in New York City or if she went to her condo in Nashville.
2: Yeah. Our next one was submitted by Haley at I Am Shutterbug. I have a problem. She said, when you become obsessed with painting with watercolors, all because Taylor started Swifty Problems. It's a problem. I don't think it's a problem, though. I think it's a good thing.
0: Yeah, your watercolors are awesome.
2: Thanks. We'll have to tweet some photos of them so people can see.
0: I think you and Taylor need to get together and do some watercoloring.
2: That would be amazing.
0: <laughs> um, Our next one is from at CAA1317. My hands spell like wonderstruck, and I have no idea why. Swifty problems.
1: I wonder if she was being facetious. <laughs> and our last one comes from all underscore two underscore well underscore X. Swifty should get priority tickets to all of Tay's shows. Then, if there's any left, they can go to the fans.
0: Swifty problems. I agree.
1: I agree, too. Swifties are definitely more hardcore than just the normal run-of-the-mill fans.
0: Yeah. Although I did like what they did with the pit tickets for the Red Tour.
1: That was very nice.
0: Yeah. I'm concerned already about the next tour, given how many issues there were with the pit during the Red Tour. But I hope they have another pit and do a similar thing.
2: I bet that they will, but there will just be a lot more security than there was.
0: Right. Which will get in the way of my pictures. (laughs) But the Red Tour was my first time ever in the pit, and I definitely want to do it again. So I hope it continues.
2: So now it's time for our weekly fashion segment. And all of these updates are brought to you by taylorswiftstyle.net. And on May 20th, Taylor wore a dress with a white cable knit v-neck sweater. And this was when she was out and about in New York. And the dress was navy on the bottom with a gray striped top. And it is from 525 America. It's called the short sleeve striped dress and it's $84. And the sweater that she had with it is actually a vintage sweater. So that is unavailable for purchase.
0: I love that dress though.
2: Yeah, it's so cute. And that's pretty affordable.
0: Yeah. Our next one is also from when Taylor was in New York City. This was on May 24th. She wore a blue kind of fluffy A-line skirt and a white top. We don't know yet where those are from. But she wore these shoes that were a neutral color. And they kind of had the vintage Oxford style to them. And they also had these really cute outlines in yellow that were scallop. And they also had little laces at, at the front. Uh, so these shoes are Poetic License. And they are the Orient Express shoes. They are $60.99. They are currently unavailable. But there are other colors in the same style that are in stock. So, you can search for those. And Taylor also carried her Todd's sellotope, which is $1,500. And
1: then, on May 29th, at the press conference in Shanghai, Taylor wore a gingham black and white dress. It's a Michael Kors dress, so it is pretty expensive. It's $870. But
2: it was marked down from $1,450. Oh, that is true. <laughs>
0: that's a bargain
1: <laughs> you're saving a lot of money there but yeah it's called the gingham stretch poppin' dress
0: it was a really nice dress
1: it was i don't like gingham
2: though i don't know why
1: but it looked good on her
0: yeah she does pull it off well
2: yeah it always reminds me of kind of like a farm vibe yeah but if taylor wants to be a farm girl she'll be the most beautiful one in the world All right, well, thanks again to taylorswiftstyle.net for tracking down all of these pieces, and you should definitely check out her website. It's great, and we will update you guys next week on what Taylor has been spotted wearing since then. So now, for our main discussion this episode, we wanted to talk about underrated songs by Taylor, and this was sort of inspired by the article the Taylor Nation tweeted a few days ago. It's at www.rantcheek.com, and it's called 10 Taylor Swift Songs You Haven't Heard But Should. So these are the songs that they recommend that if you haven't heard, you should, and then we, we thought we'd talk about some other ones of ours. So 10, Forever and Always Piano Version. 9, I'm Only Me When I'm With You. 8, State of Grace Acoustic. Seven, Superman. Six, Moment I Knew. Five, Girl at Home. Four, Haunted Acoustic Version. Three, R's. Two, If This Was a Movie, and their number one pick was Come Back, Be Here.
0: I think that's a good list.
2: It, It is a
1: pretty good list. A lot of them are the acoustic versions of some of the popular songs, which definitely changes the whole attitude when you listen to them. Especially State of Grace. I really love the acoustic version.
0: Yeah, I love them both. It's so hard to pick. But I definitely agree I'm Only Me When I'm With You is so underrated. That song reminds me of going to see the Fearless tour. And when she sang that, she brought out Kelly Pickler and Gloriana and they all did it together. It was so cool. And that little video that she had for it with all the little kind of home video clips is such an awesome video.
2: Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with most of these songs. That reminds me of how during the Red Tour, I was really disappointed that she never played any of the bonus tracks on the B stage, which were Come Back, Be Here, Girl at Home, and The Moment I Knew. I really want to hear those performed live one day.
0: Oh, yeah, me too.
2: Especially, I think, The Moment I Knew would be my top choice.
0: Yeah, although I wonder if it's too depressing for her to perform
2: I really feel like if she could perform all too well, she could perform anything.
0: I agree. But I was thinking when she was in Australia around her birthday and Christmas, I thought, hey, maybe she's going to do it because it was the right season. It was the right time frame. But she didn't. So I'm kind of wondering if it's just one of those songs we'll never hear live, which is really depressing to think of.
2: I also just really want Come Back, Be Here.
0: Me too. I love that one.
2: I mean, that to me would be like the perfect acoustic B-stage song.
0: It's so underrated.
2: I'm surprised she didn't actually release that song
1: like she did with ours.
0: Right. I think a lot of people, especially for the Red album, thought the bonus songs should have made it onto to the actual album.
2: I mean, I think it just comes down to what we've said so many times that she has so many amazing songs that no matter what she does, great songs aren't going to make the album. Right. And it kills me to think about all the songs that we still don't even know exist. Me too. They would, they would probably be life-changing if we ever heard them.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh,
2: another one, I mean, I guess it's not underrated, but I definitely think not a lot of people that aren't hardcore Swifties like us have heard it. It would probably be Holy Ground.
0: Yeah, I do like Holy Ground. For the Red Album, I think that's definitely one of the main songs that's underrated.
2: That's a song that I think would have done very well on radio, and I'm pretty surprised that there was never a video for it or anything. Remember when she was doing all the dance lessons and it was rumored that it was for the Holy Ground video? (laughs) it never happened. (laughs) Never happened. Add it to the list of things that people claim that never happened.
0: I think it's cool that Superman is on this list. I love that song. I listen to it in my car a lot, and... Yesterday, I was actually running a half marathon and I was at like the very end and I thought I just was so done with running at that point. I played Superman on repeat for like the last half mile just to get through it. And I was like, Taylor can get me to do anything. (laughs) So it's just a really great song. One thing though, that when you compare the Fearless Platinum album to speak now in red is that the bonus songs were on a separate disc, which is fine. But for me, I loved the platinum album of fearless because I could just throw it in my CD player. I don't have a disc changer or anything in my car. So it only holds one CD and it's always a Taylor album in there. But you know, I just I was always too lazy to take it out and put the bonus one in. So I, I really I just kind of wish they would all be on a single disc. It's my only complaint.
2: Speaking of Fearless Platinum, that made me think of one of my other songs, which is Superstar.
1: I love Superstar. I actually have three songs from Fearless that I think didn't get much love from the world. Which ones? The Other Side of the Door. Love that one. Um, The Way I Loved You. Oh, yeah. I think that one would have been great for people. Just because right after the breakup, you're like, really?
0: It's such a relatable song. It is. I blasted that song so many times. And then
1: Come In With The Rain. I just love that song so much.
0: Those are all good choices. Even though it's not an original song, I loved Untouchable, too.
1: Oh, yeah. I loved her version. Yeah. Like, I've tried listening to the original, and I just can't.
0: Yeah, it's too rocky for me.
2: Yeah. Did I ever tell you guys the story about that, that Scott Borchetta told us at his Q&A?
1: Yes, I just don't know if you've told it on SwiftCast. So tell us again.
2: Yeah, I'll tell it now. It's it's a short little story, but I liked it. So in 2012 at CMA Fest, I went to Scott Borchetta's Q&A where people submitted questions um, to him. And you know he told lots of stories about Taylor and his other artists. So somebody, I think, asked him. Yeah, I think the question was, what is the best gift that Taylor has ever given you? And he said, well, Taylor just gives me music and, like, great memories. And so he told the story about how around the time when Fearless was coming out, Taylor was supposed to be recording this, like, acoustic cover session for, I think it was, like, AOL music or something like that. And so they arranged for her to do this little recording, but she had to pick a song to cover And he was like, and so it was getting closer and getting closer. And I kept checking in with her and calling her. I was like, hey, Taylor. Hey, Scott. So what are you going to sing? Oh, you'll see. You'll see. And she kept blowing him off and not telling him what she was going to play. And then when it finally got to like the day before and he was like, okay, like Taylor, what are you doing? I have to know what song you're doing. And she was like, this one's for you. And Untouchable was one of his favorite songs by the band Luna Halo, who originally recorded it. And he said that she started playing it and he just like teared up and just couldn't believe it.
0: That's an awesome story.
2: He told it a lot better than me.
0: And that acoustic performance that you're talking about, that whole set was so cool. If you guys haven't seen it yet, look for it on YouTube.
2: Was I right? Was it AOL music? I don't know why. I think that was what it was.
0: That sounds right. It was so long ago.
2: But the the funniest part of that story was when he was telling about how he kept calling her and she kept blowing him off. Like, hey, Taylor, (laughs) what's going
0: on? That reminds me of the ACM consideration video. Yeah,
2: exactly like that.
0: (laughs) But am I remembering this right? Didn't she play Untouchable on SNL, too?
2: I think she did, yeah. I think the time... With Scott, it was just the first time she played it before she ended up recording it.
0: Untouchable is definitely a great song, and I also agree with Haley that That's the Way I Loved You is, for me, probably the most underrated song on Fearless, but I also think Tell Me Why is another one.
2: Yes, definitely. That was one of mine, and I don't think she performed it at my Fearless show since it was shorter, but then I finally got to see it live on the B stage on the Red Tour, so That was amazing, and I was just screaming the words, and I think I might have been crying. I don't really know. It was all a blur.
1: (laughs) Sounds like me during every song. (laughs) Every song. I have two more that, one's from the very first album, and it's A Perfectly Good Heart. It's like the perfect song that she could do to relate towards people who are just, you know, starting a relationship because they are so pure. And I remember my first heartbreak, so whenever, whenever I hear that, it puts me back into that place. And then
2: Beautiful Eyes from the EP
1: that she had.
0: Oh yeah, those are great. I think
1: she should do more EPs.
2: I think she should do a lot of other things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're so demanding.
2: Acoustic sessions, you know, more shows during the year, just everything. What about another one from Red, Sad, Beautiful, Tragic?
0: oh Oh. yeah so underrated in a way that song reminds me of last kiss from speak now i think they're both totally underrated
1: i agree i know i've mentioned this before but i love sad beautiful tragic and i didn't realize what a great of a song it was until i was going through something similar and she ended up playing that on the b stage in nashville with all you guys there and I pulled my eyes out because it was like the song that I related to the most at that moment in time
0: I was so glad that it was a b-stage song that I got to actually see live
2: so those were some of our favorite underrated songs but we'd love to hear from you guys um I mean Taylor has so many songs so tweet us tell us what songs you think are the most underrated you can tweet us at swiftcast13 or email us at theswiftcast13 at gmail.com or go on Facebook to facebook.com slash the swiftcast and let us know and we will read them on next week's episode. Now in very exciting news we have some Red Tour updates since the Red Tour is once again going on.
1: Yay, Red Tour updates. These are so exciting for me. On May 30th in Shanghai, China, Taylor sang You Belong With Me on the B-Stage and Fearless, which was really cool. And on June 1st in Tokyo, Japan, she sang You Belong With Me, Mine. And then there was a Club Red after the show, which there were a lot of Japanese Swifties there, which made me super happy.
0: Yeah, it's amazing to me. Well, I guess not, because... We've all been Swifties for so long. But this tour has been going on for over a year now. And I can still watch videos of when the lights go down and you hear that first drum and you see the stage light up. I just get chills every time. And I I feel like I'm there. I'm so excited. So the fact that the Red Tour is going on again now is really exciting to me.
2: And I think from the pictures and videos, we can all agree that... Our concern about her hair length was not an issue at all.
0: No. No.
2: Now that it's straight, it's actually getting pretty long again, and I feel like it's the perfect length.
0: I kind of thought maybe she straightened it to give a red vibe to the show. I feel like once she's done with the red tour, she'll go back to having a little bit more wavy.
2: In the press conference that she did before the Shanghai show, she had it curled, like actually curled, and I really, really liked it.
0: Yeah, it looked great. Uh, one thing with the Shanghai date, they didn't have the full stage there. And so Treacherous was omitted from the set list. And she didn't get to swing around during the finale of We are Never Ever Getting Back Together. But in Japan, they had the full stage. So that was interesting to me. I guess probably a lot of like shipping issues or something or regulations of the venue or something like that is probably what happened. But there are a lot more dates before we have to say goodbye to the Red Tour forever. And the ones upcoming are June 4th, Jakarta, Indonesia. June 6th, Manila, Philippines. And the fans in the Philippines actually just held a Taylor Swift fan day. And they had a lot of fans, like probably in the hundreds or maybe even more than that showed up to the event and they sang all together this really cool rendition of all too well so you can see the video they were just completely perfect and during the part of the song where it's you call me up again it was amazing i loved it so much i hope that taylor someday sees it and then for june 9th taylor was scheduled to be in bangkok thailand But unfortunately, that date has been canceled due to some political events that are going on there. Um, So Taylor actually added a new date in Singapore, and they are giving Thailand fans the first shot at getting tickets to go to Singapore. So I hope Swifties in Thailand are able to make it to the Singapore date. And then June 11th, Taylor will be in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and then she'll be back in Singapore on June 12th. I'm
1: really happy that Taylor's China reach out to the thailand fans
2: so guys i just looked up the distance from thailand to singapore because i was curious of how easy it would be for those fans to get to go and they're 1300 miles apart which is a lot i feel like taylor just determined that it was fine because 1300 was the distance
0: (laughs) she just looked up 1300 miles from somewhere and it was singapore (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Swifty logic. That is quite a way.
2: I'm not sure if they have trains or like other easy ways to get around. So I really hope a lot of the fans who are going to go to Thailand are able to go to Singapore and see her.
0: Me too. I can't imagine how devastated I would be if that was pretty much my only shot to see her and it got canceled through no fault of anyone, really. Just an unfortunate situation going on. So hopefully people will get to find a way there. So
2: we'll definitely keep you posted on all of the updates from those shows as they continue. And you can follow our Twitter at Swiftcast thirteen for updates on those. Although we'll try our best to update the time of the show. It's really tough with the time difference. I woke up this morning and the show was ending. I was all prepared to update and I totally missed the whole show.
0: Yeah, they've been they've been starting really early and ending really early, so it's tough. Can you imagine if, if we were Swifties in those countries? And
2: This is like one month of the year for us. This is like all the rest of the time for them.
0: Right. I feel bad complaining.
2: But we will definitely try if we can to be awake and to update you guys as much as possible. Now an update on our latest giveaway. For the past month, we had a giveaway going on where you could win a rare Taylor card game. Which was something that she sent out to voters for the CMA Awards for 2013. It's really cool. And so we did a random drawing because today was the last day to enter. And the winner of the card game, their email address is Nguyen, Nguyen underscore Celine at Ymail.com. So if that's you, please send us an email by next Sunday, June 8th, or tweet us. and. Let us know that it's you to claim your prize. And if we don't hear from anybody by next Sunday when we record, then we will choose another winner. So hope we hear from you. Congratulations. Woohoo!
0: Yeah. Congratulations. It's a cool prize.
2: And thank you to everybody that entered and who completed our survey. Um, the feedback was really, really helpful. It was great hearing from you guys what you thought of the show and learning more about you. So we really appreciate everybody who took the time to do that.
0: And finally, we have just a couple reminders for you. If you could please hit the subscribe button on iTunes, it will download each latest episode for you automatically and you won't even have to go search for it. If you want to contact us, you can find us on Taylor Connect. Our username is SwiftCast13. On Twitter, we are at SwiftCast13. Our email is theswiftcast13 at gmail.com. On Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash the swiftcast, And our website is swiftcast13.com.
2: So what do we think Taylor is going to do next week? She's going to be wearing a lot of red. Good guess. Maybe dancing a lot. I think that she's going to find some more signs that say no photos and be a rebel.
1: I think she's going to be exploring a lot of places that she hasn't been in a while. I think we're going to get a lot of photos.
0: Those are good. Yeah, I think she's going to probably sightsee a little bit, wear red, like Haley said. But I think she's also going to find a way to contact Haley so they can set up a watercoloring date. (laughs) Yeah, you better clear your calendar, Haley.
1: It's all clear. (laughs) Taylor calls me up, nothing. Nothing will get in the way of that.
2: I also think that after she does that, that she's going to FaceTime with Meredith.
0: Uh
2: Poor Meredith, all home alone. I assume that Meredith has like a cat sitter or somebody watching her.
0: A cat nanny. What
2: if it's Austin? I could actually see that. He was staying at her apartment recently.
0: Yeah, he was in New York.
2: I know Mama Swift is in Asia, but I don't think the rest of the family is in Asia.
0: But you're probably right. She probably FaceTimes with Meredith.
2: I mean, Meredith seems pretty self-sufficient, but I'm sure she misses her when she's gone for a long time.
0: Yeah, she doesn't have anyone to stare at to give the mayor stare.
2: <laughs> well, if any of that stuff happens, we will tell you guys all about it next week on episode 56 of SwiftCast. But for now, this has been Ashley, Haley, and Steph. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Peace out, Swift Scouts.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney Ann Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.